Hello friends, Denny Pruto here with another lesson on my approach to sermon preparation. In this lesson we begin to look at the idea of the conclusion for your sermon. What's the purpose of a conclusion? The conclusion is to clinch your sermon, to make sure the sermon point is burrowed into the mind and the heart of the individuals in the congregation. Uh, when you uh, pound a nail into a two-by-four, you turn over the two-by-four and you clinch the nail. You bend the point of the nail over so that the nail can no longer easily be pulled out of that two-by-four. This is the idea of a conclusion. You want to clinch the point of the sermon so that it remains steadfast in the mind and the heart of individuals in the congregation. The testimony of one of the ladies in the congregation I used to serve was that whenever Denny preaches, I can be sure that I go home with a particular point I can mull over during the week and apply during the week in various situations and in various circumstances that I encounter. When I hear that kind of testimony, I say to myself, bingo, I've, I've hit the mark. I've accomplished, at least in large measure, the purpose for my preaching. And I've accomplished my mission. Now, uh, generally speaking, uh, what should uh, conclusions have? Conclusions should have proper emotion. That is, conclusions should uh, clinch the sermon on the high point emotionally. And as the sermon is preached, uh, in most cases, the emotion will rise in the sermon and at the high point toward the end of the sermon, uh, you reach the point where the climax comes and you want to end the sermon on the high point. You want to clinch the sermon there. Uh, sermon conclusion should accentuate the positive. In other words, you should never end your sermon on a negative. I remember one time preaching and after I got into my sermon and uh, drew close to the conclusion, I realized that the last major point in my sermon was a negative. And as soon as I stated that negative point, it was as though all of the air went out of the balloon in the congregation. It was and everything deflated. I knew instantaneously that I had a big job ahead of me in the next very few minutes to dig out of that hole and end the sermon on a positive note. You want to plan so that your conclusion always accentuates the positive. And if the sermon point is a negative, always turn it to the positive. The seventh commandment says, you shall not commit adultery. On the positive, the seventh commandment says, always be faithful in your marriage. And so, turn the negative into a positive. Be personal. 
That is, don't be too personal, but use the personal pronoun you. And don't be afraid to use the personal pronoun you. One of my students in seminary said uh, he was a preacher uh, in a small congregation as uh, supplying that congregation. And he said, Professor, I decided to take your advice. And during the sermon and in my conclusion, I used the second person more. And guess what happened? I immediately felt that there was more of a connection with the congregation, and I was more connected in my message to the congregation. Very important sermon dynamic. Be personal. Use the personal pronoun you. Use and have simple clarity. Uh, we're going to go over in the next lesson uh, some uh, ways we can con conclude sermons, some types of conclusions. But whatever type of conclusion you use, don't be complex. Be as simple as possible. Use the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. And don't be afraid to be simple. You don't have to be simplistic, but keep your message, and especially your conclusion, simple. End with strength. This is the idea of clinching the sermon. You want to end your sermon not on a down note, but on an up note. Ending your sermon with strength. And one of the ways that you do this is that you restate your sermon point at the end of your sermon. Uh, you should uh, state your uh, sermon point in your introduction to give the people an idea of where you're going with the sermon. But you restate the sermon point in your conclusion so the people understand where they've been and the action they are to take or the response that they should have for the message. So uh, these are general principles with regard to uh, the uh, conclusion. Now, uh, let me add to this uh, the idea of the sermon dynamic. I mentioned already that uh, the sermon should rise in emotion. You see the two axes I have here. Emotion and time. As you begin, you're at a lower emotion and with less force. One of the problems that I often have in a sermon is I tend to jump up uh, in my sermon and get to a high level immediately. But you can't sustain that high level during the entirety of a sermon. And so you should start out with lesser force and lesser emotion and the sermon should build to the conclusion and to the climax. And if you're using a sequential outline, you will begin to sense in the congregation, the congregation coming with you. And as you are connected well with the congregation, and the congregation comes with you, the congregation can be drawn to that high point and the conclusion and the climax of your sermon. You don't want to bring the high point in the middle of your sermon and then end on a lower note. No, you want to build toward the conclusion. 
And the Puritans maintained that you should build toward the conclusion so at the conclusion the people in the congregation will feel the force of the message that you're giving. Now, in a 30-minute sermon, as I have it diagrammed here on the whiteboard, uh, using a sequential outline, you'll have uh, five or six steps. Here I have six steps, and this is what I commonly do in a sequential outline of about a 30-minute sermons. Have six steps or have six points. Uh, not always, but generally this is the case. And as you move through uh, the points of your sermon, the uh, emphasis and the force rises, and you come to a climax at the end of the sermon. This is the, des the desirable thing. And the conclusion should be approximately 10% of the sermon time. The introduction should also be 10% uh, of the sermon time. But you should compose and work out your conclusion first, and then go to your introduction. Only as you know where you're going and how you're getting there can you properly introduce the sermon. So you want to uh, fill in the details of your outline, your sequential outline, and then formulate your conclusion that should be around 30 or around three minutes uh, for a 30-minute sermon. And remember once again uh, that you want to be able to cultivate in the congregation a proper emotional response to the point of the sermon. Uh, uh, that you're giving to the congregation. No, we're not interested in manipulating the congregation. We're not uh, uh, desirous of causing false emotions to rise within them. We want a proper emotional response in faith to the text of Scripture and the point of the text of Scripture as it is applied to the congregation. Next time we're going to look at uh, some ways in which you can uh, conclude a sermon, uh, some of the types of sermon conclusions that we may use. Thanks for listening.